news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. So we're changing it up a bit today. Change up. So we don't have a guest except each other. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing about this podcast is um, we've gotten some messages from our listeners who don't actually know who we are really or our backstory. They've just kind of fallen into um, listening to our podcast. And so there's been several requests to kind of get to know who you and I are. So we thought we'd take today's podcast to share um, our story about how we met and what we do and kind of what our life looks like. So um, we should just get started. Yeah, which is so fun because I think we always hoped other people would listen, <laughs> but we thought that it was probably just going to be our friends. Yeah. So <laughs> to be at this stage is always fun. It is fun. So um, we met, what, like 20 years ago? Something like that, a long time ago. Yeah. And we were at school at the University of Oklahoma which we love. And Adam's actually, as we're talking, sitting watching Oklahoma football videos. It's not just Oklahoma football videos. It's about Pinnacle High School in <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona, where our next quarterback goes to high school. You guys. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Adam, so I'll share a little bit about Adam. He loves sports. And actually, one of the reasons I fell in love with Adam was the year, not one of the reasons, but he loved football and I was a big football fan. And I remember our first year dating, what was our goal? To win remember? the national championship. And so we went to every single game, like home and away. It was a big deal for us. We, and we did. We did. We went to every single game and those were some serious memories that we made with um, a couple other friends. We just made sure that we went to every single game and it was so fun because we kept winning and then we were like, really liking each other and we're still winning and then we're really liking each other. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, we won the national championship. I think we're a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And it was, somehow we managed to get down to Florida yeah. and go to that national championship game. And it, it was just the start of a great relationship. Babe. It was, I know, <laughs> you know, it's funny because like the year before that, and I didn't know you, but I was like, I liked football growing up. My dad loved Oklahoma football. And I really liked Oklahoma football. It wasn't great the year before, was it? No, it, no. two years before. Your freshman year was really bad. Yeah. But then my freshman year, <laughs> which was a year later, um, we got a little bit better. It was Bob Stoops' first year. So. Right. And then the next year, obviously, national championship. Yeah. So Adam just kind of um, hit it off. I am a year older than him. But we met um, his sophomore, my junior year, and... Um, we met in a weight room in Oklahoma at Oklahoma. I remember better than you do. <laughs> but anyways, we, uh, he actually, I asked a friend of mine who was in Adam's fraternity. Hey, can you help, 
um, my family, he was a family friend of ours, move my sister to her apartment. And he said, sure, no problem. And I said, it's going to be like 630 in the morning. He's like, all right, just come to my fraternity house and I'll come out. Well, so my whole family, we go to this fraternity house thinking Scotty's going to come out of the fraternity house, but he sends two younger guys. It was Adam Noose and Adam Percalo and they come walking out and I'm like, Hey, I kind of knew them, but not really. And they're like, Scotty told us we have to move your family. And so that was the first time Adam met my family and you didn't say two words. No, and I still don't talk very much in the morning. <laughs> but 6.30 is early, especially in college. And especially since you had no clue who anybody was in my no, family. I don't think I was thrilled. Yeah, you weren't thrilled. <laughs> so anyways, we um, got married four years later. Adam was pursuing um, a degree in business and went um, to get his master's at Wichita State, Um which is awesome. And I went to live in Kansas city with my grandmother, which was a priceless year. I loved it so much. And then right after that, we got married and you got your first job. First job in Corpus Christi, Texas, yeah. running, um, not running anything. I was an account executive <laughs> for, uh, a Corpus Christi hooks, double A for the Houston Astros. And yeah. it was a dream job. I remember being so excited that I was going to make $25,000. Yeah, and, you were and a big time. I remember my dad saying, that's not very much money. But <laughs> it didn't stop us. We had bought a house without any money in our bank account. Uh -huh. So and luckily we got in that time when they were loaning money. Yeah. We're a perfect example of why the housing market went bad <laughs> for a while with the lenders getting in trouble. Yeah. Because they shouldn't have given us any money. No, but we, we, paid, we paid everything though. We have never been laid on anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's but good. We got close a lot. <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't know what kind of stories people want to hear about us, but now we're just bringing out all these, but I remember we, um, we were low on money. Like we were, so I had tippy toes and we'll go back cause I want to share how tippy toes started, but we had just gotten married and we, um, were moving into our house, but we had like two days before um, maybe, maybe we owned the house, but we had two days before like the new month started to start our electricity. No, we got there oh. on a weekend. Oh. And so the, the, uh, city wasn't working so that we didn't have electricity when we got there and it was end of July. Yeah. 110 degrees. And it was we hot. slept in our car. We had the option <laughs> of going and sleeping at a hotel or sleeping in our car. And I don't think we had enough money to get to the hotel. No. <laughs> so we opted to sleep in our car. Yeah. So we're newlyweds sleeping in our car. Does your mom know that story? Now she does. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now she does. I remember being so excited about our new house and calling my parents and being like, we are so happy. This is the most beautiful house in the beautiful neighborhood. And I sent a picture and I think she cried because it was, it was bad, <laughs> but it was ours and we were happy, young, dumb and, we still and broke. Have it. <laughs> we still have it. Yeah. Now it's a rental house. So that's super fun. Um, but to kind of go back a little bit to share my story about tippy toes, cause tippy toes actually started a tad bit before you. Correct. Well, just a tad. A tad. A tad. Um, actually, yeah. I think it started in... Oh, babe. I think we were... We had to have just started dating. Yeah. I you don't, couldn't have been terribly old I at would, that point. Yes. So I was waitressing in um, 
at a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant in Oklahoma at, um, in Norman. And I was so excited because I had been saving for a car because when I went off to college, I thought the family car was going with me. But what I learned was no, that was the family car. And that if I wanted a car, my parents told me that I had to pay for it by myself. Well, so I spent two summers dancing professionally in a, um, outdoor musical theater program. And then I had a year that I was, um, my freshman year of college, I worked at a Mexican restaurant, um, waitressing, saving all my money. So my sophomore, right. I guess my sophomore year, um, I was able to buy a car and it was a used car, but it was a red Toyota Celica rag top. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, but, but I met you and, um, well not, but well, I met you in this, we had this whole football thing going. And so I got tickets. I think this is a year before. It was a year before. Okay, it was, it was like before. six months. Okay, six months. <laughs> so I got tickets to go to the Oklahoma Notre Dame game, and I was on the schedule to work. Well, I was so excited, and we're in Norman, like the heart of Oklahoma football. And I told my boss, "You'll never believe this. I got tickets to the Oklahoma Notre Dame game because my very best friend Caroline lived there. She was at Notre Dame, and so he's like, "That's great. You better hope you're not on the schedule." I didn't even look at the schedule. I was just pumped up. So I left town. Megan, my sister, and I went to Notre Dame for the weekend. And I came back to look at the schedule. And I wasn't on there. And so I asked, I mean, I was naive. I was like, where's my name on the schedule? And he's like, you've been fired. You didn't show up for work this weekend. Well, I had just bought this car. And I needed a car payment. And I had spent all my money on my down payment thinking I was just going to still have this car. And I panicked. But luckily, you have loving parents that were like, oh, we'll cover your payment for you, right? <laughs> right. So no. Well, money. Send money right yeah. away and you'll be just fine. Right. So that's what I was hoping for. So I called them crying like, mom, dad, you'll never believe this. I've been fired. I've been there a year. I mean, that's a long time to waitress. And instead of giving me money, they handed me an idea. And my mom said, while I was crying on the phone, Sarah, why don't you go to the local daycare and teach dance to, um, the kids just like you did in our front yard. Cause I did that for every summer from the age of 12 to 18, I would hold camps with my sister and my friend Caroline in the front yard, um, of our house. And she said, why don't you do that? Go to the local daycare and see if they'll let you teach dance. So Lo and behold, out of pure panic, and I was super naive, and I didn't know what to do. I just needed $234. I go to the local daycare and ask them, hey, could I please teach dance to your students? And the very next week, I had five little dancers. And I remember she said, what's the name of your company? Well, you guys, I didn't have a company name. I didn't even think that far. I just needed money. And so um, we had talked about Tippy Toes in my summer program. And so I said, it's Tippy Toes right off the bat. And that is the day that Tippy Toes was born. I think it was January 4th, 2000. No, I don't know. I'm terrible with dates. Pretty close. Yeah, right around there. So that's the birth of Tippy Toes, which is super exciting and fun. And you just recently saw one of those first ever students, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Actually, today I got a text from one of our students holding up her very first shirt she got. And the, the t-shirts for Tippy Toes didn't come for, you know, four years after. But it said um, Tippy Toes on the front, bringing a love to dance on the back. And she still has it. But what's crazy now is those students are 
you know, moms and having babies and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Cause they were like, you know, five and six when I was teaching them and now they're 26, 25, 26. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. Yeah. And I can remember a couple of years after that, when we would sit in your apartment mm-hmm. and we would interview people <laughs> and we were relatively freshly dating and, yes. and, uh, I was getting tasked with your roommate <laughs> to sit in a, in the living room and, and interview, um, little freshman yeah. college students yes. to come work for tippy days. Babe, it was so crazy. Like I talk about, I actually tell our, um, the teachers now the interview process early on was way harder than now because do you remember like we, it was in my apartment, Chanda and I lived together and you came over and the three of us were sitting on a couch and we put a chair in the middle of a room and this girl came over. Her name was Casey yep. and I loved her, but she was our only, only person who applied, but we made her believe that this was like the biggest interview process ever. And, um, she was amazing anyways, but I remember we said, hold on, we walk back to my room and we're all like, what do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think? And we're like, yeah, 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 she's great. So we came out, remember we changed our shirts and we put tippy toe shirts on and then gave her one. And that was like the way we hired her. So great. And, <laughs> and Chanda was a perfect person <laughs> to put in there. She, she just jumped in and, and took it like it's her Chanda, own. Chanda's my best friend from college. And yeah, she didn't know a lick about dance, but she was all in with us. And so it was Casey Ryder and she worked um, for tippy toes a lot of her college time. And now she has a sweet little daughter that, you know, now I get to follow on Facebook and stuff. And it's just fun to see like all the lives that tippy toes been able to touch. And, you know, we've just continued to grow. So we're um, in business now 20 years, which is amazing. But thinking about our podcast, Adam, take action. Um, I didn't realize I was in that moment. I didn't realize I was starting a business. I didn't realize, um, this was going to be a thing. Like I was still in college trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so, um, but God kept letting it be known that this was it. But I tried to work in an advertising agency. Do you remember that? I do remember that. (laughs) Do you remember? You were miserable. I hated it. I was like, wait, I have to come to the office every day from nine to five. And I filed I had to file trucking oil magazine advertisements all summer. And I'm like, this is such a waste of time. And tippy toes was doing well. And I remember you, um, put in my bathroom. Um, I went like, here's goals, you know, and you put a serious lofty goal for me. Do you remember that? Yes. And I wish that we still had that piece of paper, (laughs) but the serious lofty goal. Yeah. I think it was 50 students, 50 students. And I was, I remember you did it and I like screamed like, Oh my goodness, there's no way I'll ever reach 50. St-. I mean, that's a ton of students, Adam. Because we, I remember that if it was 50 students that paid $25 a month, mm-hmm. we'd make $1,250 a month. Yeah. And yeah. we could go to the Bahamas all the time. <laughs> we were going to be living it we're up. We're going to be rich. Right. But now tippy toes 20 years later serves about 8,000 students a week. We never could have dreamed that up. Never, but only God, like only God positioned you in places like this. But two, it's not me, you know, anymore. Like Megan, my sister now, um, owns tippy toes with us. And, um, and then we have franchise owners across the country. We have 30 of them across the country and we're getting ready to expand even more. And so it's with, with them, we're able to do so much more by myself. You know, I was able to have, you know, 
whatever, however many students, but it's when you multiply it and other people start believing in your vision and your dreams. And we have this tight group of franchise owners who are passionate about what they do, passionate about their families, passionate about impacting their communities. And through that, together we're able to really um, make tippy toes something special. And so that's what I love about it is the journey maybe started with me, but all the hands that have been able to build it along the way is probably the most special part of it. But looking back is, you know, really fun. Um, in fact, I was talking to Megan the other day, we were looking for accounting stuff. So I was looking through an old file and I like started to have one of those moments, you know, in Christmas vacation when the dad gets stuck upstairs and he's watching old videos. And it's actually when you tried to call me to open up the garage and I'm like, I hear the phone ring, but I'm sitting there with tears down my eyes because I found when I wrote the song, I love tippy toes. And Joey, our music producer, turned it into something so beautiful and so magical. But I'm sitting there like, these are the words that we wrote so long ago that now children are singing everywhere. And so it's amazing how God can do that. Like, I just, I just love how he places people in your life to make you go further. And so I think one of the takeaways for that is be alert with who you surround yourself with because, um, you, Megan, Joey, all these amazing franchise owners, all these families, these dancers, like they create tippy toes and make it better. Yeah. And you think, uh, we went to church service at life point with, uh, with, um, Kevin queen yeah. talking about cross point. Cross point. But, uh, Kevin queen was talking about these benchmarks in yes. life and, and one of those big benchmarks was getting the CD up and running and, mm -hmm. and taking that dream. And then another big benchmark was going out to, to San Clemente mm, and, uh, yeah. chasing one dream and, and finding another. So, yeah, that was actually something we talked about on another podcast. And I, to me, that trip was a huge failure at the time. So we went out to California thinking that we, well, we did meet with animators because the goal was to Adam and I wrote a book called pink ballet shoes, which is a great book. Well-written, <laughs> beautiful illustrations. So it was our first book and we're proud of it, but don't, please don't buy Sorta. it. <laughs> please don't buy it. Um, because we, we're going to, we're going to re-release it probably, but we wrote a book and then from that came the CD. Um, but Megan and Chris, her husband, you and I Reed Ryan and Carrie Scanlon, um, my cousin, we went out to California thinking, okay, we're going to meet with these animators and we're going to come up with a children's television show. And the idea was that kids could dance tippy toes all across the world via TV, kind of like Barney, but then that didn't happen. Yeah. We were basically taking this lovely children's book and turn it in, into a TV show, mm -hmm. but yeah, our children's book wasn't very good. Well, it wasn't only that, like, I think there's something with it, but I think it was, we had the wrong people. Like our team was right, but we met with the wrong people that were asking for way too much money. And they, it was just weird. Honestly, we had a meeting with them and it was like, this is the most uncomfortable, weird, awkward meeting we've ever had. And so the six of us came back to the hotel and I'll never forget because I was deflated, defeated. I mean, think about all these people flying out there, believing in this dream everybody's gung-ho, we're going to do it. And then they meet with these animators who you and I had been talking with for a while. And it like, 
wah, wah, wah. It was terrible. And Reed said to us, have you guys ever thought about franchising? And mm, we're like, no, no, we had never thought about that. What's that look like? And I I know immediately Megan came back and, um, got us in contact with somebody who does franchise and we just started running that way. So instead of sitting in that failure, I think that's part of it is that we didn't sit in that failure very long. We started running the other direction and that was really cool. And God's just continued to bless that. And through that, you know, we're working on our fifth music CD. We've created ballet slippers. Like there's always more to be had and done, um, which is super cool. So, and one of my favorite things, even though that book is terrible, Mm. a lot of the illustrations that we originally came up with, we um, used a company out of, or probably some guy in India (laughs) uh, to draw up all these things, but those characters are still Mm -hmm. very active and, and still present in Tippy Toes today. So even though we uh, laugh about it and make fun of um, some of the stuff we came up with in that book, um, it's turned into parts of the music CDs and, and still Uh, characters in the music CDs and and characters at all the recitals. It's, it's so fun. I love it. We have Tippy the turtle, Buzz the bee, Bopa the butterfly, Freddie the frog, Sunshine Sally, and Harry the happy flower. (laughs) Such great characters. (laughs) So great. Wonder where we got all these names. But we wrote the book before we had kids. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot. Yeah. I think that's the thing is the book isn't terrible. If you're a fourth grader, And the illustrations aren't terrible if you're a three-year-old, but it's three-year-old illustrations with six-year-old or six or maybe what fourth grade amount of words. But the story is geared towards a five-year-old. It's there's a lot of books out there that we found out. And it it was the book that I would always read about every third page to our kids. And and skip about half the words. So Babe, that's so true. <laughs> there's a lot of books out there. A it's, lot of people yeah. miss the boat on, uh, on it's, books. It's really bad that we on our very own are wanting to skip pages. It's funny you say that. I didn't know that, but I skip pages too. I'm like, ah, Tippy had a dream. Now Tippy fell asleep. Now Tippy woke up. That was a great story. <laughs> we're not the only ones. <laughs> no, we're not. But we shouldn't be the we shouldn't be the ones. So okay, but let's talk about you because you're amazing. And the thing that I love about you is that you are so driven with what you wanted to do early on. Like when I first met you, you wanted to work in baseball and lo and behold, it's been 20 years and you have climbed your way up into baseball. So like you said, you started at $25,000 a year doing whatever as an account executive. And, um, you've made some pivotal moves that I thought were dicey at times, but like had made you come to where you are today. Yeah. You know, uh, talked about Kevin queen earlier, but mm-hmm. now talk about Bill Cornelius yeah. who, um, has Bay area fellowship now church unlimited mm-hmm. that we've, uh, always followed. And, and he talked today yeah. about how valuable it is that you've done everything in the job. So and true. He says that he he didn't realize he can now say I need the church bulletins to look this way because mm-hmm. I used to do the church bulletins yes. and I need the restrooms looking this this way and this clean because I used to clean the restrooms mm-hmm. and and I think that's fun about minor league baseball and yeah. I started uh, four years as internships and mm-hmm. um, worked my way up from from the bottom so. You get to have your hand in all these things that you're mm-hmm. asking people to do now and now to be leading 
the the best minor league baseball stadium and team yeah. in the country uh, is certainly a blessing. But but I've been in just about every uh, facet of our business, so it makes it pretty fun. Yeah, that's so true. I love that we listened to that today. And too, like as any entrepreneur, you know, the goal is to know every piece of the business. And you honestly have done just that. Like you've known every piece of the business. And I too, like, no, I know what it's like when a kid pees on the floor in your teaching class and you have to clean it up. Like that's just part of it, you know? And so an entrepreneur that's available to do that and willing to do that, they're just going to grow a great business, you know, as they continue to do that. And you'd still do that. You know, I feel like you're not scared at your job to get your hands dirty. And I think that's a huge part of it is like, no, I'll do it too. I'll tarp pull, I'll pull the trash here. I'll go, you know, whatever you have to do in the moment, you're not scared to do it. And that's one of my favorite qualities about you is no matter how high you keep climbing in, um, baseball, you, um, never make it seem that way. You're such a team player. And I think that's what makes you such a great leader is that, um, you're just, you're part of the team. You know, you might, um, give, I don't know, people ideas on what they need to be doing, but it's not something you wouldn't do either. Yeah. I think some of it probably comes back to bite me sometimes because uh, a lot of the things that I wanted when I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. I keep trying to remember what did I want? And right. so we've incorporated a lot of these things like um, dress for your day. So you could wear jeans every day. You, you d- get to decide how you want to yeah. look. We don't want to have read a quote and rework that was talking about, if you want to, if you treat people like children, you'll get work like children. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. Adam. So pretty, pretty big on, um, letting people kind of have some flexibility on mm-hmm. when they come to work and the hours they work and the, um, the way that they look when they come to work. And, right. and it ultimately has worked out pretty well because, um, people certainly appreciate it, but people don't want to come to work looking sloppy yeah um, so people usually dress nice but they like the freedom and yeah and then time off um again rework talks a lot about uh workaholics yeah being the wrong way to live yeah. life and uh so we try to give people an opportunity to have balance mm-hmm. and and i remember when we were getting married and and going through the early stages mm-hmm. we needed that time off so yeah and yeah. i'm certainly sympathetic to a lot of that. Yeah. But I remember too early on, um, Jenny, my older sister was getting married. Do you remember this? And you couldn't, well, in, in to your defense and to your job's defense, it was opening weekend of the very first team of the very first job you had. So he, he couldn't make Jenny's wedding, but now 20 years later, you're like, dude, no family comes first. And you've seen like, that was a hard thing for us, I think. Yeah. And when I could have been at that wedding, um, kind of fun. I was out with a blower uh, strapped to my mm-hmm. back because it was our very first game at a very new stadium mm-hmm. in a very new city. But right there with me, blowing the trash, blowing everything to get it ready was Reed Ryan who mm-hmm. owned the team. And, uh, yeah. and he was right there with a a blower strapped to his back as well. And, and yeah. we were just out grinding and trying to get the place open. Yeah. And, and, uh, but you're right. You still regret that yeah. 20 years ago or 15 years later yeah. that, that I missed their wedding. I probably wouldn't even remember I missed that game, but, yeah. um, but it was a interesting time of life. Yeah. But I think you've learned from that too. And I love that about Reed because 
I mean, again, he is such an instrumental part of our life in so many areas. I mean, we've talked about him on so many podcasts, it feels like, but because he's that mentor for us and Bill too, Bill Cornelius, we keep talking about him, but those mentors that have spoken the loudest in our life and to like for Reed, that was a visual for you, you know, like you saw him basically roll up his sleeves and get dirty, you know, and it's like, oh, he's not too good for that. And I think sometimes the best leaders are the ones that will do the, un, you know, the work that's not glamorous, you know? And so I think we learned so much from that. Um, so a question I always ask on my podcast, which I, I already know for you, but what's your big dream, babe? Um, I don't know. I have, some, <laughs> I have a lot of big dreams, yeah. but, but, um, it's just fun dreaming with you. I, mm. I think it keeps changing. And yeah. I never know forever. My whole goal in life was to run a minor league baseball team. And, mm. and then once I started running a minor league baseball team, I wanted to run the best minor league baseball yeah. team. And now I'm running the best minor league mm -hmm. baseball team. So uh, we have conversations all the time. What's, what's next? What's the big dream? And, yeah. and, um, it's, it's a funny spot right now because mm -hmm. it's, I've achieved the biggest dream that I could come up with. And, yeah. and we always talk, what is next and what does that look like? So, yeah. um, but I, I think dreaming with you is always fun and, mm -hmm. and it certainly has probably gotten me in trouble dreaming <laughs> up ideas for you Yes, uh, is probably, um, one of the big ones to, that pops into mind was, um, dreaming up you being on shark tank. <laughs> so I've gotten myself, um, pushing things that, that yeah. are to your benefit. Yeah. I would say that you are my plower. Like you plow me forward. And I think that's great. Like we always talk about, like you have that steady job, the income that's, you know, everything's good, the insurance, all that stuff. And so you're able to be an entrepreneur through tippy toes. I mean, you're, you know, own it too, but you are like the, like shark tank never would have happened had you not signed us up and just to kind of share a small story about it, but we're watching season one and I'm like, Adam, you've got to see this show. This is so great. We're sitting on the couch and we had two small babies. Lucy and Lola were asleep in bed. I'm like, Adam, this is so great. And I keep kind of chirping at him and he's sitting on the couch on his computer. So I'm thinking he's just working. Well, it was what three or six months later, I get a call randomly and it was a lady and her name was Roberta. And she said, hi, this is Roberta from ABC Shark Tank. We'd like to talk to you about being on our show. And I'm like, oh my God, my, my jaw dropped. I'm like, how did they find us? This is amazing. We're in Corpus Christi, Texas. We're on the map. I mean, we had seven franchises at the time. Like this is big. So I call Adam and I'm like, babe, you got to sit down you'll never believe who called me. And so I'm like, ABC Shark Tank. And he's like, oh good, they got my submission. I'm like, hello, you didn't even tell me you submitted it. He didn't even, you didn't even peep to me. If you knew all the things I submitted you for, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep some of them secret probably. Oh, I don't think gosh. I intentionally didn't tell you. You probably fell asleep on the couch. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. Yeah, I have a hard time staying awake when we're. I did think it was a long shot, so I don't know that I yeah. uh, thought much of it yeah. after I submitted it. But right. Glad it happened. Yeah, but you are the one that keeps pushing the envelope in different things in different places for me. Um, in business or personally, I feel like you always are that encourager. And so, you know, what's super cool is to live with somebody who always believes that you can do more, and be more, and 
like that's you for me. Like you're always like, babe, you got this. You can do it. Babe, you should do this or you should do that. You should do this. And, and you always see the very best in me and believe that I can. And I think that's half of it is then I believe I can because you tell me I can. So I think uh, that's one of my favorite things about you too. Yeah. So what's next for you? You know me, I have so many dreams. So I was talking to my sister, um, Megan, because we were talking about just different things with tippy toes and stuff. And I said, you know what my ultimate dream. So like laying my ultimate, like why am I working hard? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to do that? Do you actually, do you know? Look at me, blank stare. Do I know? My ultimate dream. Like, yes. <laughs> so my ultimate dream would be to go to Africa. Yes. Oh, nice. yeah. So I have a, such a strong desire to travel with our family and I really want the kids to see the kingdom of God, not just from Bowling Green, Kentucky, but from all facets of the world. And it's really expensive to do that. Um, we sponsor some really sweet kids in Africa. Um, and I just have a strong desire for our children to go and meet these children that we've been praying for, for three years now. And, um, I just believe that, um, we would be changed people by being on their soil. And I'm going to Thailand this summer, which we've talked about a little bit, but my real dream is to travel and just see how we can continue to bring the gospel of Jesus everywhere. So like at the end of the day, the heart of my heart is to do it with you guys. I mean, because I've told you this before, like I really want to go to Jerusalem and, um, I want to walk where Jesus walked and I want to experience that. And some people have, you know, different feelings. Like you don't have to be close to God by being there, but I'm like, I know, but how cool would that be? Like, you know, I'd love to go to the garden of Gethsemane and, um, learn about the olive tree and all that stuff that we've read about. Um, but to me to be able to experience that with my family would be the ultimate. And so, Therefore, I have lofty business dreams to be able to support this huge dream that I have to really travel the world. So um, to get there, um, we would like Tippy Toes to expand more franchises and internationally. I think that'd be super cool, which one we're working on, but two, we don't want it to stop with just one location. We want to be international. Um, my another huge dream, and this is a God thing, um, is getting this book published and out. Um, it's called you are destined for greatness. And it's one of these things that it's been our story that I've written. And, um, I was telling you the other day that I was talking to my editor and I have felt this urgency to get this book out. And I told her that I said, we've got to move on this. And she's emailed me back and she said, Sarah, I have felt the same urgency. Now it could just be her and I, um, but we feel like it's a Holy spirit driven thing. And so my hope is, is that this book, um, will really push people to take action on their dreams and know everything that they're capable with and for. And so a dream would be to touch other people's lives through my lives, through my story and to be able to speak, um, to people, just encourage them, um, to live their best life. Because I do believe everybody is destined for greatness, but sometimes we get so busy in our own weeds. Um, and we look at other people's like beautiful land plot of land and we start desiring things that others have versus looking right where God planted us and all the gifts and talents he's given us and pursue those, um, fully. So to be able to, um, share that with others and hopefully press other people on to doing really big things is a, another huge dream of mine. 
Well, if anything, um, history repeats itself. You'll achieve all of this. Well, will you go with me? Of course. It was funny. Remember, I was like, when I was sharing my dream of Africa, not just Africa, but I think just unplugging from the world and enjoying the world, you know, like instead of just having to be places. But I said, babe, don't you just dream of like traveling everywhere? (laughs) And you go, no. No, you said... (laughs) Wouldn't it be so great to, wouldn't it be the best thing ever to go to Africa? And I said, no, I would <laughs> much rather spend 25 grand and go hang out in the Bahamas for <laughs> three weeks with our family. I know. That sounds a lot more fun. Yeah. Really? But I support your Africa idea. I know. But then there's like a torn thing with me. Cause I'm like, some of my girlfriends, like we talk about really wanting to go, like they really want to go. And I'm like, I don't want you to just feel like you're drug along, but I think you'd be changed. I would be. I would yeah. enjoy it. I could just think of cooler places to go. Mm. But that's me. Yeah, that's you. And but that's, I yeah. would have fun. Yeah. I'm um, not going to let you go by yourself. Well, I'm going to Thailand by myself. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> I don't I think I was invited, though. Yeah, you weren't. No, that's <laughs> all right. But I'll tell you all about it. And But I think that's going to ignite me to either be like, wow, this is really, I want to keep pursuing it or not. But I just, I want our children to see... God's whole world. And obviously we can't see the whole world, but just different people, different lifestyles, different ways people view things and to be able to shine a light in dark places. I mean, that's definitely what we're going to be doing in Thailand is going to the red light district. And I mean, if anybody's listened to Brandy Wilson's podcast, that's where I'm going this summer. And, um, I think that's going to be life changing to me. And, um, you know, in the Bible, it says, um, break my heart for what breaks yours. It's Matthew. I should be able to quote it, but thirty six twenty four. Are you serious? I'm close enough, probably. Are you serious? No, babe? I made that up. Oh, like, <laughs> wow, that was really biblical scholar right there. But break my heart for what breaks yours. I desire that so much to be brokenhearted for the things that Jesus wants us to pursue and follow. And so, um, that's I think where I feel my best. So, Tippy Toes has lots of dreams. Our family has you know, lots of goals and dreams. And so, um, and this podcast, shoot, I just hope it keeps growing the way it is and more, which like helps when people share it. So, which is awesome. So we encourage you to do that. (laughs) You know, one of my other favorite things about you that uh, you don't talk about as often, but you do all these things while being really into exercise and eating healthy and all those things that are hard as a parent Mm. and business owner to find time. How do you, how do you pull off all those things? <laughs> You're sweet, babe. Um, I surround myself with other people who love to work out and eat healthy. And I think that's part of it. You know, you, um, every day will ask me what my workout is. So I have to work out or I disappoint you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you've never disappointed. <laughs> no, but I, I love starting my day with a workout. Like I love it. Which starts when? At five thirty. In the morning. There's a commitment. There's a commitment. But hence back to your point of why do I fall asleep on the couch? And it's because I wake up so early, but I do desire. And you know what? I truly feel best, best, just like energy wise. I feel like I'm a better wife and a mom when I feel myself well. Um, and I'm just, I'm learning every day. I have some great neighbors who are journeying alongside me. I've been part of Kim Eagles program who has been on our podcast, a great trainer. I mean, it's a lot of people that are helping me and I'm still not where I want to be, but working on it. 
But you do think there's so many people out there that that are trying to um, fight depression or mm-hmm. all these things, but um, getting your health yeah. right. And you think about the way you feel after mm-hmm. workouts and days that you eat well. Right. Like the other day we went and had pizza and had a Dr. Pepper. That mm-hmm. uh, I did not that, have a Dr. Pepper. I had a sip. Oh. But don't but throw me under do. the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do that, you feel... Uh, significantly worse and and uh Mm -hmm. but just amazing how much that makes you feel better and more productive in the day okay can we just praise one thing it's been three months since i've had a dr pepper that is amazing i thought you actually drank more of my dr pepper lucy did oh it was it was lucy and so i said let's fill up dad's drink while he's taking hank to the restroom i think this podcast is going on (laughs) way too long (laughs) anyways um but that's a little bit about my sweet husband and i whom i adore and love so much and i'm just so thankful to be on this journey with him and so um our biggest takeaways would be surround yourself with good people Take action on your dreams and go love your spouse as crazily as you can because um, it impacts your children, it impacts your family, and it impacts your life. So, anything? Good job, babe. All right. Love you, babe. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranews.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.